Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. What up, Dog Speak Geeks? Hope you guys are having a great week. Brett, how you doing? I'm okay, sorry. You just, just, you had this look on your face. Is that a new, is that a new wine? It is a new wine for me. It's not chilled and um, it hasn't br- br- breathed. It hasn't breathed. <laughs> it hasn't breathed yet. It hasn't breathed. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? And it, uh, ooh. No, it's just a little, no, yeah. A little shock to the taste buds there. Oh, well, you know, it's the way it goes. Uh, we have some things happening. Yeah, we got yep. a lot happening. We do have a lot happening. We have um, our new merchandise on the website where if you go to the podcast support section of our shop, you will see items where if you purchase, um, 100% of that goes to support this podcast. And we could really, you know, use it. Yep. Helps us out. Because uh, it takes a little time to do this, but we love doing it. We also have a reaction, online reaction dog workshop coming up here in September. So be sure you guys just check out the website. We have seminars coming up. We have a few things happening before the end of the year. So be sure you check that out. We'd love to see you, um, hear from you, all those great things. Uh, anything else? Did I miss anything? Are we no, good? No, I think we're good. All right, we're going to get right into it because this one is going to be, um, you know, I think it's going to go in a couple different directions. So let's, uh, let's kind of get into this. I don't really have... As we're recording this, I don't really know what the title is going to be and what the common denominator is going to be. Okay. But basically, I want to talk about true motivation behind behaviors and how we can give alternate behaviors in order to make a situation a little bit more doable for the humans, mm-hmm. maybe a little more calm for the humans. But this is going to be, this episode is really going to be more about humans. I, I need you guys to take some notes on this one because we're going to give you some homework. Because there are things that I need you to be doing. We're going to talk about a, a couple of different kind of scenarios. We'll just kind of see what happens. I've got a very kind of light layout. But I thought that these, the layout that I have will at least put us down a couple probably rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Probably. Kind of uh, looking at your little outline here. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know that we've mentioned before that there are some changes that are coming to Dog Speak, and we will continue to uh, bring those forward to you guys. Um, we are changing. I forgot. I Sorry, I thought about this right in the middle of that. We are changing our podcast logo. Yeah, we are. And it is going to be awesome. Um, my sister-in-law is doing it. Shout she's out to Carrie. Awesome. Carrie, what up, girlfriend? It is so awesome. And she's putting my Tiba girl on as the dog. Um, so it will look a little different. So if you guys are pulling up, um, you know, the episode and stuff or you're looking, it will look a little different. We still have the old logos with stickers and stuff, but we will getting, be getting some new ones in. Yeah. As well. So just know that we are changing it. And I would imagine by the time you're listening to this, the artwork could be changed already. It's exciting. And I'm so excited about it. It's great. I'm, I, I think it, it's, it's so pretty. So I just want to mention that before we kind of get into that. All right. So let's talk about some motivations about behavior. Yeah. Right. We talked about it a little bit before, I think, of why dogs do things. Um, you know, I think, but more in a way of, is our dogs manipulative? It, you know, do they have? Do they have the ability to do that and right. kind of pr- be premeditated in their actions and that sort of thing? So. Right. Yeah, and I think for this, what I want to look at is let's let's take jumping because I think jumping is just such a common problem with like greeting guests, mm-hmm. right? So many times people are like, "All right, my dog, when guests come over, the dog's barking and jumping. How do I handle that? I try to give them treats, but they won't take treats, and even though they love these treats." And that's what I'm talking about is in that moment, I want to know what is the true motivation for the behavior? Mm -hmm. So if you have a dog jumping, what is the true motivation? To see the guest. Exactly. To get attention from the guest. So in that moment, your food reward would probably be more secondary than primary. Yeah. It's like my mom coming over and Isabella jumping all over and me trying to give her a treat. That's not going to work. Not with Granny T. Granny T's petting her and telling her to get off, even though she's petting her, but then saying, I love you so much. Hope you're listening to this, Mom. She won't be. <laughs> but I know it's ridiculous. Um, one of the things that I've done with Little Man is, and, and I'm not saying this is going to be right for every dog, but just to kind of give you guys an example of what we're talking about is, because Little Man, he's allowed to jump, so that's not an issue. But he likes to crowd the door, mm-hmm. and he gets excited. And then, of course, Isabella's there knocking him over, and you know, it's just insane because Granny T was hers first. Yeah, right. They're running out the door. I mean, excited to see it's her. Bad. I mean, you know, so <laughs> it's real bad. What I've done with him is I took a behavior that he's really good at, ask him to do that behavior. In order to earn the reward to say hi. Mm -hmm. Now, I use place. He's really good with place. Yeah. Right? So, he'll go to his place and I will give him treats. But then I will release him to say hi once she gets in the door. And I've only done that a couple times since she's been over. But that's kind of what I'm I'm talking about as far as what this episode is going to be like. Yep. It's looking at scenarios and saying, okay, what is my dog doing? What's the true motivation behind my dog's behavior? What would I rather see? And how can I incorporate my dog's original reward or original motivator into this? Right? So it's like when I talk about dogs on leash, if dogs are excited on leash to see other dogs, we need to teach them what they need to do in order to get a chance to say hi. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm talking about here. It's just... 
you know, embracing and understanding the dog's behavior for what it is. Don't automatically assume your dog's just trying to be a jerk. Yeah, for or sure. Overly excited, lack of control, whatever the case may be. If you want to be successful, we have to look at what the motivator is. Well, and you and I talked about this a few weeks ago, I think, where mom came over and, uh, well, not just mom. We had mom and a friend come over at the same time. Yeah, was that that was Anne? Yeah, yeah. And so, Cause Rose, uh, oh no, cause, no, because Rose when Rose comes over, no, it's no, also that's the what same it was. Thing. It was Rose. So it oh, was. Oh hey, oh hey, buddy, hey buddy. There he went. <laughs> Goodness gracious, that went up a, a notch or two. I'm gonna leave that in. <laughs> we are gonna just close the door to the pod lab. That's what happens when you have dogs. Um, no, so my mom and Rose were coming over at the same time because my mom was gonna do Rose's hair. And those are Isabella's two favorite humans in the world. Yep. And so they were right behind each other, like pulling in. And I saw them come in. So I went and got some bully sticks. And I was like, good girl, Isabella. She didn't jump one time. She went and said hi. But she's like, I have my bully stick. I'm going to go lay down and be a good girl. And you guys can pet me. See, that's, that's exact. That, that is perfect, right? Well, so, because you and I were talking about, well, is that bribery? You right. You know, and, and you explained that, no, it's not, because she's going to associate, if I, if this becomes a pattern where mom comes over, Rose comes over, I can anticipate it. I give her the bully stick. She's like, I can't jump and have a bully stick in my mouth at the same time. She's not real she's coordinated. She's not that coordinated. And so she's like, Hi pet me wagging my tail and then she goes and she's fine and acts like they've been there for because you know she chills out after a little while anyway yes um when people are in the house yes um so well yeah. my mother would argue on that point that she never chills out she's wrong i know <laughs> she's a little i mean isabella's got a lot of energy but there are times when we have people over that it's not necessarily appropriate for her to be out just because she's too much for some people she has no idea about personal space. And so we do a lot of topples yeah. in the room. Topples. And, and calms her down. Fully and six. But I'm, you know, with those people who don't mind her or love her, I want her to be out. and But I want her to not be, like, scratching people and being, you know, like, jumping in their faces. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, our solution. Because treats don't work. She's like, nah. I'm good. Yeah, because it's the reward of seeing them is much greater than that food in that moment. So yeah. we have to get creative. What could be more rewarding? Because here's the thing. If you can go say hi to the people you love and still earn that yummy reward or mm -hmm. earn that yummy reward and still see the people you love, it's a win-win for everybody. Oh, yeah. And sometimes using things like baby gates or doors with items can be helpful mm -hmm. so that you're not, you're not putting your guest in a position to have to deal with it either. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know um, you used to train, like, I mean, obviously there are some scenarios that you need to set up, which is what I was doing, right? Yep. Um, to, to sort of reinforce behavior. Um, but at the same time, you don't want your guests to be in charge of rewarding your dog. Correct. And them having to constantly know what to do because they're not going to No, you know and so um i mean even walking out of the groomer sometimes um if 
like say it's crowded or there are a lot of dogs like I'll give Isabella like a bully stick to carry to the car with her say that's brilliant and she carries it just right to the car and she goes right to the car she's like this is fantastic and lays down and chews on out on the way home yeah and her and her reactivity is um much much lower than it used to be because we've worked on it a yeah because she has a lot of excitement yeah, it's not, I wouldn't yeah, say it's reactive. Yeah, she's not a reactivity. huge barker. No. But she she does have some excitement that, yeah. you know, gets a gets a little bit gets her big. going, and sometimes that bark is... It's high-pitched. Real high-pitched, and it hurts real bad. Yeah, but she's awfully cute. It's that cattle dog. Yes, it is. Yep. But that's the thing is that you took something where you said, okay, I'm not going to have a lot of control coming out of the groomer going to the car because I don't know what's going to cause reactivity because I don't know if another dog is coming out of a car what's mm-hmm. happening because it's the area where you go is it, you can't see your surrounding area as well exactly so I think that's a really great way to think about it to say okay I'm going to give her this bully stick so that we can calmly walk to the car and here's the thing is that if she can learn to calmly walk to the car with that bully stick you're going to have a better shot at her learning that that's what we do. So you can even start even, you know, getting halfway to the car, giving the bully stick mm-hmm. and then getting all the way to the car before she gets the bully stick. Right. So yeah. you can slowly get away from it. So you're not dependent on it. Cause I think that if you're, if you become dependent on it, then it's management. Right. But if you can use it and there are times where management needs to happen. Right. Yeah. But if there's a way to, to teach calmness, in anticipation of a bigger reward, then I think that you can easily kind of use that in steps. And I, and I think that's brilliant is what you've done with her yeah. with that. But also reinforcing though with the verbal. Yes. It, because then she's associating that as well. We use a lot of verbals. Yeah. I know I probably I t- say good boy and good girl four to 500 times a day. I know. I talk to them constantly. So, and I mean, it's, but that's the thing is you want to acknowledge that behavior on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And that's how you'll get a dog to stay tuned in because they're like, wow, you can, you can earn rewards at any time. Yeah. So when we're talking about this, the first thing that we have to do is we need to look at scenarios that could be an issue mm-hmm. for us. And, and in that mindset understanding what our dog is doing and then we need to know what would we rather see yeah we also need to know what our dog's motivators are mm-hmm. right um and so that's some of the things that i want to kind of go through okay and some of the behaviors that dogs do because when we're looking at teaching an alternate behavior and i'm not really even saying incompatible behavior let me kind of tell you the difference incompatible behavior would be Sit for petting, because if you're sitting for petting, you can't jump. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like that, because I think sitting to be petted, it's very difficult for dogs. It takes a long time, takes a lot of maturity. Sitting's not natural. I'd rather just have four on the floor. Mm-hmm. Simple mm-hmm. as that. But that would be considered an incompatible behavior, right? If you're sniffing the ground to get treats, you can't be barking, because you can't do both at the same time. Right. Incompatible behavior. I want to talk about alternate behaviors, to where... You're not necessarily sitting to get petted, but maybe instead of jumping uh, your own place, or you've learned just a nice four on the floor, or you've learned to bring something to your guest, mm-hmm. right? To to have them throw the ball. If your dog loves to play fetch, teach your dog to bring a ball to the guest for them to throw. Yep, that's a great way to keep them from jumping all over. 
So I think there are different things that we can do, but again, we have to look at the dogs individually. So let's break down um, your dog, my dog, and then that way people can get an idea of, of what we're talking about. Okay. So let's start with the question of, um, I, I put these in kind of different order. So I think probably the best case scenario, well, let's talk about list of five favorite rewards. I think that may be. Okay. And let's do it in order of importance of what you think. So this isn't just a scenario-based reward. Just in general. This is a general reward of what does your dog enjoy doing? Or what is your dog, what will your dog work for? Mm. Now, I would say, I said five, but let's just say three to five. Okay, because I'm like, I don't. Yeah, three to five is fine, but this is, listeners, you need to be making notes. I need you to put together a list of three to five of your dog's favorite rewards now you're gonna have to get a little bit past well they really love petting do they i mean do they really love petting would they rather sit there and get petted by you than chasing the squirrel (laughs) is that in your top five probably not exactly so that's what i'm talking about you can't just be like oh well they love this because people will do that they're like oh my dog loves this cookie and then they'll come to class and only bring that cookie and the dog won't eat it. Yeah. It's because the dog gets it all the time at home. Yeah. It's not worth it. So give me one, and I won't make you put it in order. Besides we'll, the bully we'll stick. We'll just do a list. Because we know that that is, so the, bully stick. that is the ultimate one. It's also one she doesn't get as often. All right, so bully stick is one for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you think of two more off the top of your head before I get into Myers? Because um, he's a little bit different. Um. Oh yeah, see, tug. She does love to tug. Um. Yeah, we don't do that enough. No, because I I forget that that's a reward. Exactly. Because Be- people tend to think that when you're doing positive reinforcement, it's got to be food, 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 food. Well, and that, it's not that too. And because and and we're gonna talk about this. It doesn't it doesn't work. It's not a reward in every situation. Exactly. And it's gonna be based individually on the dog. If the dog doesn't exactly. see guest as a reward then seeing the guest is not the reward, right? right? That's where you would probably use something they like more, like a trachea or a mm-hmm. soup bone, beef soup bone to chew on, or a frozen topple, something like that. Because we're not talking about dogs right now who are afraid. No, no. We're talking about just general pets. No problems, just general behavior. Just something that No they... trauma, no. I mean, everybody has trauma, but <laughs> like, this is just, ge- no, this is a general manners conversation i know we do mostly behavior stuff but i want to give some just just general manner stuff yeah tug um bully stick bully stick and like water like a water source um like a creek so swimming swimming or dipping yes so my question on that one would be okay i know she loves to get in the creek she loves to get in the river Mm mm-hmm she likes to get in the pool at, like, our friend's house. Yeah. I mean, up to her ankles or her knees, whatever. She won't really get in the pool, the baby pool we have here for her. So how would we use that in situations as far as a reward for general manners? So I use it on the trail. Okay. And I use it not necessarily at... It started as kind of a distraction because she... Well, I don't say... She was apprehensive about going around certain things. Mm-hmm. So... Now she knows, okay, I'm walking around this 
one area that she doesn't necessarily want to go around. Or there's a squirrel that she's more interested in. But she also knows that her favorite little swimming hole is right there. And she does a beeline every single time to, like, the creek. Because she knows exactly where the, every little, like, input every, spot yeah, every, is in that in the uh, park. Every little entrance into the water. So now it's like if she sees a squirrel, for instance, because I know we're not talking about, like, behavioral things. Um, well, no, that's, like a normal, being, that's a normal genetic Like her being behavior for her. Um, but then it's kind of like her thing, but it's situational. Well, and I think, I think a majority of all of these rewards are going to be situational. That's why we want to have a good list. Mm -hmm. Because if we just stick on one reward, it's going to fail you. And I think that's what a lot of people do is they try to stick with one reward like food and then they're not getting the desired results. So they go to an aversive technique. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to get creative with our rewards, and every dog is going to see rewards differently. Well, I mean, if I just get the topple out of the dishwasher. Oh, she's. She's like, give it to me. I want the topple. I'm yeah. like, it doesn't have anything in it. And that's a huge reward for her. She's like, I need to topple. Mm-hmm. And so for like Myers, he has some, some food issues. So tug, he does love to tug. He, mm-hmm. But he really likes to play the keep away game. Oh, yeah. We play kind of naughty dog where he gets something and I'm, I pretend chase him. Usually your sock. Like I need to, Yeah, usually my sock. Like I need to get it back immediately, but we play it as a game. Mm-hmm. He loves that. Um, and I can use that as a reward. Yeah. That's the great thing about it. He does like treats, but I don't think I would put food treats in his top three. I'm putting... Yeah. I can see that. Some type of play, more than likely tug, kind of a naughty dog. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think his third one is to greet humans mm-hmm. and other dogs. He loves to greet people. Yeah. He's a pretty social guy. So that kind of limits me. And I mean, there are situations he loves the food, but it's not across the board. Yeah. Because he doesn't like cold food so like frozen topples he does not like nope um not he doesn't a, like peanut butter not a fit no not a fan <laughs> of like pup cups nope. or um like dog ice cream no nope. um he does have some chews he likes but you know he can't he doesn't do well with beef so it kind of takes bully sticks out yeah but he loves rabbit ears yes so um, those are probably something that i can use in situations i think if i gave him a rabbit ear and had him go to place when somebody was coming over, he probably would not get up until oh, yeah. it was completely done. I mean, he, done. he likes bully sticks. They just don't like him. So. Yeah, beef is rough on him. So we we have to avoid those. But um, Or whimsy. He really likes whimsies. Well, you know, the last few times he had, he's had whimsies, he's carried them around and not wanted to chew on them, but he didn't want to put them down because Isabella was going to get them. So to me, in that moment, it didn't make the top five. Oh, that makes sense. Right. So if he's... Well, he did that with the last bully stick I gave him, too. I had to move the cat off the bed because he's like, I need to go get on my place. And the cat was on his place. So I was like, sorry, Pajima. Aw. Because he was just carrying it around. He's like, but he'd just stand there and look at the bed like I need to. Why didn't he just go in his crate? Was it, Steve in there? Because Steve was probably Steve in Steve gets in his crate. The other cat was probably in there. He's contending with cats and Isabella. Bless his heart. I know. It's just kind of sad. But then he, as soon as he was able to get on his place, he... He chewed on it. 
Now, he does, so when people come over, he does like to see them. But in the house, he is about some treats. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll take some treats because typically he knows that I'll give him a few treats and I'll probably still give him permission to go say hi. Yeah. So he's getting both of the rewards. Even though he may not have wanted that treat as much as he wanted the person, he's getting both. Yeah. And I'm teaching him how to get to the person, whether I use a treat in between or not. Right. All right, so we, we figure out what our dog's favorite rewards are. And I can tell you that it's going to be rare that your dog is going to take petting as a top five. I'm sorry. I hate to put that on you. I hate to do that to you. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be rare that a pet would be a top five. So you've taught, though, that you to use pet as a resource when teaching like a verbal so that would be a number, Re- that's like level two verbal marker. Right? Reinforcing of, okay. So you got your good boy by itself, yeah. which is like a free spin on a slot machine. Mm-hmm. Keeps you, enough times it'll keep you playing. Good boy with a pet, that can be a few quarters up to maybe five or ten quarters, but it's going to be based on the scenario, the situation, and your dog. Okay. Because petting in the house for not barking at the dog on the TV may be okay and rewarding enough. But petting the dog because you don't want them chasing the cat that's outside is probably not going to be probably not going to do it because the reward for chasing the cat is much greater than your petting because your petting happens in such low stimulation environments mm-hmm. that it doesn't compete much. So your dog may love to be petted, and, and this dog I saw today, gorgeous little uh, golden retriever, Teddy, he loves belly rubs, mm-hmm. but in that moment. If I wanted to say, hey, I'll give you a belly rub for not grabbing that piece of pizza off the countertop, that piece of pizza off the countertop is going to be more rewarding for him in that moment. Yeah. Because in that instance for him, that's more rewarding. Yeah. Even though he loves belly rubs. So it's, again, you have to consider the dog and consider about what they see as a reinforcer. Mm -hmm. Right? Just like you love to hike. And if somebody said, hey, Britt, I'm going to give you $50 to go hike two miles. It's an easy trail, 50 bucks. When you get done, I'm going to give you 50 bucks, right? You'd be like, I was going to go anyway. Yeah. So it's a bonus. If somebody said, Nikki, I'm going to give you 100 bucks if you go hike two miles. <laughs> I'm going to tell them thank you, but no thank you, because that is not rewarded, rewarding enough for me to go hiking. Right. If you want me to go walk in the woods and find a dead body, I've done that for free for 12 years. You did good, though, with me um, walking and finding mushrooms. I did, because I was able to walk on the road and just chill, and there was no point A to point B. And you learned what a chanterelle was. Yes, but I don't like point A to point B. I can, <laughs> I will get now, because, I mean, well, Myers and I have And done you it, can but, identify milk cap. Well, yeah, but I just like to walk. Get me in the woods and walk, and maybe I'll stumble upon, like, something dead. But... That's it's just it's, it's, so it's per, like for you you're like i love shopping not shopping foraging for mushrooms you're a big mushroom forager now right but i enjoy the mushrooms and i love it when you forage mushrooms and i get to eat them but i'm probably not going to go walk in the woods and find mushrooms myself and then bring them home because to me the reward is why would i do that when you do it but also i could just go to the store so i'll tell you why because if you can find them in a store, they're $264 a pound. That's why. And you find a pound every time you go out. Oh, 
Man. Yeah, they're good. They really are good, so though. Good. But again, it, you just have to look at that. Not every dog is going to see a reward as the same thing. And even dogs in the same household. Myers does not see petting as rewarding as Isabella does. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, please touch me. I love you. Absolutely. Pay attention to me. Yes. And I'm that way. I'm like, <laughs> pay attention to me. Touch me. Rub on me. And you're like, don't touch me. I guess, I guess petting would be one of her top rewards. I think so. But also situationally, probably very situational. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, it's not going to get her away from like paying attention to a squirrel. No, I mean, and that's the thing is you have to go, okay, if my dog loves the squirrel so much that I don't have a reward to replace that, then what do I do? Mm -hmm. And that's where we go into this next thing. I like to choose three to five behaviors that my dog naturally does. That I can almost bet the house on. Okay. All right. And this means in all situations. Okay. Or we'll say majority of the situations because let's be real. I will go and use place because Myers is really good at place. Mm-hmm. And the other one he's really good at is actually this way. Oh, yeah. He's, he's really good at this way. He's really good at those two. So in my thought process... Can I get him to do a behavior that he's really good at in order to give him what he really wants in that moment? So if we look at, say, a squirrel, if I know my dog wants to see the squirrel and I have the ability to give my dog the opportunity to chase that squirrel, even if it's only at 25 or 30 feet from with the leash, mm-hmm. attached to a harness, not a collar. Oh, ouch. Then I want to help my dog learn how to get that reward. I think that's the bottom line is we need to stop trying to stop our dogs from wanting something. Instead, mm-hmm. let's teach our dogs how to get it. Yeah. So if you want to see the guest that comes over, the first thing you have to do is place and wait until permission's given. Now, I don't wait long. Your mom gets in the door. She's in the door three, four seconds. I'm releasing mm-hmm. and telling him to go greet. Out and about, if we're out and about... And I want to, you know, he wants to go say hi to a person because he loves his Aunt Tanya or Lulu next oh door, gosh, right? Yeah. Then I want Jeff or next Jeff door. or really, yeah, he loves, <laughs> he just loves people. Then what I would do is because he's so good at walking with me in this way, I will use this way to get him just to tune into me, and then I will release him to go greet. Yeah. So he learns that if I just listen to mom for a second, there's a good chance I'm going to get what I want. Does he get what he wants every time? No. But that's what it is about that intermittent reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's what I'm thinking of. And this is what it's, one of the things I've talked to you about is giving Isabella an opportunity to earn the right to chase the squirrel, even though we know she's not going to catch it. Yeah. So... Think about what what have you done? Have you worked on that to where you've allowed her to chase and given that permission? How's that worked out for you? And if if you haven't, thinking about what we're talking about, what can you do in that situation in order to get her to just just be responsive? And the reason I want something that she's really good at is because I don't want to make it too difficult in that moment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe it's just a simple wait. Right, where they just stop for a second and pause and then wait until permission's so, given. So, 
she's pretty good at weight. Um, because we've practiced that a lot on the trail. Like, I'll see something that I want to check out. I don't want her, like, getting... Well, she's on a harness, but I don't want, like, her having that abrupt stop, right? So right. I tell, I've, or wrapping around a tree. Yeah, so I've taught her, <laughs> I've taught her weight, and she'll... Usually she she gets bored with me and lies down. Um, I think I've been focused so much on her not doing it and rewarding her not doing it that I haven't even thought about letting her go. Like, But is she still trying to chase squirrels? Uh, not as much. Okay. No. So we've managed to and decrease the behavior a little, but we've still not gotten rid of the behavior. Exactly. So the best way to guarantee we can get rid of the behavior, and, and of course what I'm thinking about is, well, okay, she's not doing it as much on leash. Oh, if she well, wasn't if she's on leash. off leash, no, she'd be, am I going to have this issue? So how can I help her gone. to learn to be responsive in order to learn something off leash? Yeah. Right? Always me thinking off leash, mm-hmm. eventually off leash control. Because we tend to just be, we t- be, we're too dependent on a leash to physically control the dog instead of teaching. And so many times, and, I, and of course we've gotten this on TikTok of, I don't know how I'm ever going to be more rewarding than X, Y, and Z, which is why I use an e-collar. Okay. I can see a part of that. I can, I can see there might be a little iffy with that. I'm thinking more of, I have a hunting dog. Um, there's something dangerous. I know I can't call them back because they are bred to flush or point or whatever the case may be. I may have to use an e-collar to keep them safe. But... I still don't like it. No, absolutely. I don't. I don't. I I don't. No, because I'm not talking pets. I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to go with, well, if I'm, if I know I'm not as rewarding as something else, because I'm not going to be in most situations. And I know that about myself. That's why I keep going back to the bully stick. I don't need an e-collar for my border collie. I need a bull penis. (laughs) Okay, so I'm I, not causing drama. I mean, maybe no. some intestinal trauma. I don't know, but like, so I'm never going to be more rewarding than the police. And here is the thing: is I brought that up so that you could say that because that is one thing that we hear all the time. And this is my answer to that. Some of the some of the listeners are like, "Oh my God, did Nikki just approve the use of a shot?" No, collar? you didn't. I did not. <laughs> What I'm saying is... Better say it right now. You did not approve that. If I have a situation with my dog that I know could be dangerous to them, that I don't have a very high percentage to get them back to me, then I'm not going to let them off the leash. I'm going to use a long leash. I'm going to set them up for success, and I'm going to teach them how to act around those. Yep. And I say this because in search and rescue, I can't even tell you how many courses and how many handlers of search and rescue dogs were using shot collars to teach snake avoidance. Mm. I never one time had to use it because I taught my dogs using a long leash 
how to be responsive to those emergency cues, how to be responsive in situations like that. Never one time in my 12 years of working three dogs in search and rescue off leash, including one downtown Nashville, did I ever have a problem getting my dog to respond to me. What do you say to people who have dogs that are, you know, sort of a working dog, like trailing, um, where they may be off leash and away from you again, like a hunting dog. Um, cause we have a lot of snakes here and this is, I've, I've heard this a lot. I've seen this a lot lately on Facebook and Instagram, especially in my hiking groups, people with their dogs. And it's like cotton mouth season. Like, yeah. They everywhere right now. I'm not going to let my dog off leash. Okay. Right. It, it's like, we have to know. It's like, if you know that there are snakes in a pond that your child wants to go swimming in, you wouldn't let them go swimming in the pond no matter how much they had a fit of, right? You wouldn't say, okay, you go fish in the pond and then I'm going to shock you to teach you that that snake is bad. <laughs> That's awful. No, I mean, it's the same thing. When you say it that way. (laughs) It's the same thing. We're like, hey, my dog should just know that that's a cotton mouth and leave it alone. They don't. That's why we are the greater species and we have to be smart. Does that mean that your dog may have um, limited access of freedom? Absolutely. But so does a Mm four-year-old. Because an adult dog is never going to be a 30-year-old person. Because let's be real. Even at 25, when a human's brain finally fully develops, are they completely mature to be able to handle all situations? No, probably not. They're still going to be looking for guidance. I'm 48 years old. I still look for guidance from people older than me. Yeah. Because they know more. So I don't understand why we think that we should go put our dogs in situations that they are not equipped to handle and then use aversive techniques to teach in that situation because they don't have the ability to reason none you know and that's the thing and so isabella and i have encountered two cotton mouths on uh on the trail one was already dead i didn't kill it shouldn't shouldn't kill snakes no (laughs) i mean i hate them but there's a purpose especially in the state park um it was but it was already you know it, it was already unalived by something else you only have to really do that on tiktok i don't think we have to do that on podcast <laughs> you do need to unalive on tiktok but not on our podcast motherfucker was dead it was dead but she i didn't see it and luckily it was it but she went up to it but then she she has a really good leave it that's okay there there you go there it is there I'm it like, is i'm like i can't let this little myers dog beat my dog she has a really good leave it <laughs> So luckily it was deceased and uh, she did go up to it with her nose. I, you know, she was on a waist leash. My leash is a little bit longer. Not, well, I don't know. Like, it's a hundred inches, isn't it? Doesn't it go out to a hundred inches? I think so. Yeah. But it's not like a 30 foot, yeah. you know, cause we're on a trail and that gets messy. Um, and so then we were hiking another day and there was another one and I, happened to just glance over and see it as she was walking towards it but she didn't see it she just happened to be walking that way because she's sometimes a little oblivious well yeah because she's looking at other things she's like just like you yeah she's sniffing she's doing her thing and i happened to see it and um 
I didn't have to do a leave it. I, I did do like a, I just did a curve. Did um, you use a this way on that? I, I said See, this. So I, that's again. Yeah, I did it this way. And she went, and then she noticed it, but then she looked right back at me. Because I was like, ah, here's treats. And that ah! is the thing. It's, it's about <laughs> us being aware of our environment. Right? It's not about, it's not about taking your dog out and being like, well, you just better know better. And yeah. listen to everything I say. And then I'm just going to be over here on my phone and doing this and doing that. No, we have to be more responsible and, and keep our dogs safe and teach them. And in that moment for that snake, I'm going to take advantage of a dead one. I'm going to let the dog sniff it. And then I'm going to reward them like crazy for leaving it alone. Gives me an opportunity to say you get more rewards for leaving these things alone. Yeah, she has a good automatic leave it yeah. too. Um, what... Here's the thing that I hear a lot about bites. I know we're like on snakes right now because you you brought it up, but it's sort of that season where we're seeing a lot of snake bites in our area, in people's yards. Mm -hmm. What do you do? You let your dog out in in the yard. Like, I think if how do you work on that in a yard? You can't, and that's where you have to say, all right, this is a situation I cannot control, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm either gonna buy, you know, get some buy. I'm gonna get some outdoor cats and see if they can keep the snakes away um but i'm also if i know i have a yard that may or may not have a snake in i'm gonna go out and check this the yard before i let my dog i actually go check the yard a lot in the mornings i mean i go i go out with the dogs yeah we need to be more responsible for our pets after i've seen a couple i mean they're harmless I don't like them. But and my cats just look at them. They're like, also the kind of, like, they're the kind of snake, too. I'm like, you're a very good snake. I would like you to stay around, but I don't want my dog to grab you. No, right. <laughs> like, I, I don't, don't want my dog even getting into that situation. I also that don't want my dog to hurt you, either. So, um, that's the thing, is we have to be better at managing. Management is a part of having a relationship with your dog. Yeah, it's, Management's not the whole supervise. thing. you got to supervise. But you have to supervise, guys, even when they're three, four, five years old they still top out at a certain level of education Mm -hmm. and knowledge. We have to do a better job. And if I know I have something that's more rewarding, I'm going to work in areas and around things to teach my dog I'm I'm more rewarding than that. So, like, because Myers loves other dogs, one of the things that I would do is work at the dog park, on the outside of the dog park, teaching him if he just listens to me and pays attention to me, doing things he's already really, really, really good at, I will give him permission to go say hi to the dogs. And so I'm teaching him how to get Mm -hmm. what he wants instead of me spending so much time teaching him how not to be around other animals. Right. If I know his motivation is he wants to say hi to the dogs, I have to find a way to get him to to just have some a little control, a little response, and then I can give him that. Now, I don't have to give him that for the rest of his life forever, but if I start teaching it, then in those situations where he can't have it, it's not a big deal. He's still being responsive. Yeah. He's still going to be responsive because he's like, there's a shot here. If he never has a shot, then frustration kicks in. If he never teach a dog how to get what they want, then that frustration is going to kick in. And mm-hmm. now you're going to get some reactivity, and it's going to be irritating. I do let Isabella um, run up and down the fence with the armadillo that lives in our back. Absolutely. I call it the back 40. It's the back 40 feet. It's the back 40 feet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 
Because I, I learned, I was like, she's getting frustrated because I'm going and getting her and bringing her in. So she's become a lot more responsive to me now when I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, you done. did it. Great. Let's go. Like, I'll let, I'll give her permission to go do it. She's not hurting the not animal. <laughs> it nope. still keeps coming back. She can't get to it. It can't get in our yard. Uh, I mean, it could, I guess. But, and so I let her do her little chasey thing and then... I do a recall because her recall's not great. So we're working on that still, even at almost, how old is she now? Four. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing, she come back and even if she's halfway, you good girl and then release her to go back and chase. Yeah. That's always what I've done with my guys. Yeah. Is that I make the reward for coming to me fun where you're probably going to get a big reward and still get to go back and do what you're doing. Yeah. I just think that we have to spend less time trying to figure out how to stop behavior that we don't like and instead look at why is my dog doing this? What can I do to get my dog a little bit more control in order to give them that reward? Yeah. And that might be part of the reason why animals in the woods aren't as... She's like, meh. I... Never have a problem with my dogs in the woods. I mean, literally, Myers, I couldn't lose him in the woods if I tried. Yeah. Because he pays attention to me. I don't have to tell him much. I put a video up on TikTok on where he and I were out in the woods, and I barely said any commands to him. I gave him good boys. I talked to him. But when I did need to give him a command, he responded quickly. And it's all because I'm teaching him how to be in Mm -hmm. the environment, not what not to do. Yeah. All right, so now that we've kind of talked about that and helped you guys hopefully understand what we're talking about here, now we need to think about what are the most irritating behaviors and situations that your dogs get into? Because if we know that and we know what we're seeing, now we can break it down to why is my dog doing it? What do they truly want? What can we do as an alternate behavior in order to give them that access? I mean, obviously, the first thing that I think about is a greeting guest. Yeah. But I do think a common is to say hi to another dog, to a neighbor that somebody loves. Oh, man. Right? Because these are some of the things that we have. So if we're we're sitting on the porch, you, you usually have Myers off-leash. Yes. If we're sitting on the porch, but Isabella is always on-leash. I, y'all, I just, sorry, she's a herding breed, and we're not at that point yet. Where I'm not saying a word. She's a stop on a like stop on a dime. Not saying a word. Listening to me. And I mean, I'm going to say a word. It's fine. I just I accept it at this moment, okay? Uh, <laughs> as we work on it. <laughs> but if out one of our neighbors comes over, oh, they can't. Oh, it's and I do not let her go see them. She is screaming. She sounds like someone like a banshee is murdering her. It is awful. It is terrible. It is the worst sound. Like, and she's jumping in the air like a fish out of water. It is she's terrible. Like flailing. Crying. Pitiful. What in the world? Oh, my God. So, in that scenario, let's, like, let's uh. use that scenario. It's a perfect scenario, right? Because we know Aunt Tanya comes next door. Oh, it's over. Oh, or Katie. Or Katie. Or, I mean, she I'm just going to call out everybody. Everybody, right? Y'all are listening. All right. So, so <laughs> in your mind, what is her best behavior that you think that she can do 80 to 90% of the time? Uh, define behavior. A change 
in action of what she's doing. So with a cue? Yes, with a cue. Uh, so what is her best command that she will respond to? In that situation? In any so in any situation. Right? So this is the thing. You have to stop and look at not See, that's the I, thing. I, I need you to to take off this scenario for a second. I go back to, right, of what are the behaviors that you know your dog is really good at? Myers is great at place. He's great at this way. Um, and he's actually pretty good at calm. Sometimes. Most of the time. Those are his three big ones he's pretty good at. Um, so, but for her in that situation, so you need to know first, not situationally, but what is her best behavior? And if you look at me and tell me you don't have one, you need to get your ass to work. And I can't believe that we're married. I, oh. I don't know that I have one that is like foolproof. Again, I, I'm not asking foolproof. I'm asking for eighty to ninety percent. You'd be you'd be willing to bet the car on it. Not one. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> y'all, come on killing me look, look at, okay look, look at how cute she is look at her <laughs> she knows we're talking about her look at her look at her ears Oz is a good girl I think that she's actually I mean she's a slow she responds very slowly to most everything bless her heart now they're gonna start playing y'all gonna have to get out of here I think that one of her top behaviors is get the toy. She loves to tug. So I've you, never used that before. That's what <laughs> even I'm though I said, even though I said exactly. earlier, tug is tug is of, a big reward for her, but it's also a behavior. But also get the toy. Yes. She is like so good at it. She will do that. Right. So when you so you have get the toy is the behavior the tug is the reward so if we say go get the toy she gets the toy we tug then we give her permission to go say hi or we just say go get the toy once you get the toy now let's go greet so that makes so much sense thank you and i'm thinking yeah, i know i know probably listeners are like are they not married do they not live in the same house why is this now becoming something that we're talking because y'all we don't talk about training our own dogs together no we don't i don't train Isabella and I do not train my wife to train Isabella when she got Isabella she took Gray's class she would not train with me <laughs> it's true I took her to Gray's class um that's funny I'm thinking about Amanda and Mady so y'all all know Amanda if you've listened um but Mady is her parents dog and so when she would bark out the window or the door if somebody was walking by, Amanda would give her a toy or throw a ball. And so now, whenever someone walks by the window, Mady goes and gets the toy or ball herself and brings it to her person. Um, because she's like, I can't control this. Hello, let's play. Like so, so now she associates, you know, people walking by with that. So why have I not done that? Well, well, because what cause... she's doing is teaching Matt, uh, teaching her, <laughs> teaching Maddie, teaching Maddie to self-regulate in that moment, mm -hmm. right? To self-regulate. And that's a way to self-regulate, having that oral fixation, yeah. having something in her mouth. What you would be using with Isabella is a behavior. It's mm -hmm. do this, 
Because if you have to go get a toy, you can't be jumping up and down like fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And then you grab the toy, then I'm going to immediately give you permission to go greet. Yeah. And eventually she will learn to go find a toy before greeting. That makes sense. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's understanding that it doesn't have to be something like a sit down, you know, stay. stay. Yeah. All, it doesn't have to be that. It's just any behavior. Now, I use place quite a bit. Myers is good at it. And I use it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of the scenario I'm looking at. So greeting, I would say, is probably one of the most common issues people have with people coming over that I hear most yeah. of the complaints about. So I encourage you guys to sit down and think about the scenario when company comes over. What does your dog do well? What are the top rewards? And what can you teach your dog or get your dog to do in a, in a different way? So, like, instead of barking at the door and running at the door, having them go to place. And here's the thing. You can say, well, my dog just gets too crazy and won't stay on place. Okay, put them behind a baby gate with their place right next to the gate. Mm -hmm. So, they have to be at the gate. They have to be on place. And when the company comes in, they can still say hi. The dog's still on place. But behind a gate so they can't go jumping all over somebody. Are you worried about barrier issues with that not in that situation because if you do have an issue with barriers then that's we have a whole nother problem okay but you can't if you do have a dog who may have some uncomfortableness with barrier issues that's a great time to give something to chew on Mm -hmm. so that the guests can come in and chill out then you can let the dog out okay so it's this isn't just for you know simple things of like four to five seconds and then go get what you want sometimes it might be just a you lay behind this gate chew on this bone like we did with isabella then when you get done chewing, you can come say hi, and you're coming to say hi in a much calmer state. Yeah, like you've chilled out Yeah, at that point. Or after a topple. Or after a topple. Where, yeah. yeah. So the bottom line is, is we've got to stop thinking about what behavior we want to stop. Instead, think about why is my dog doing this behavior? What do they want? And how can I set them up for success and teach them a more appropriate behavior in order to get what they want and that's what i want you guys thinking about so there's some work for you to do i got homework know your dog yes you do <laughs> that means next time you're on the porch you need to have a to- couple I, of toys out oh, there and i could also i said wait she's pretty good at weight i could probably use that too there you go and so again practicing mm, yeah you got to make sure you're following through um not getting frustrated being consistent Uh, not throwing in too many variables when you're doing this your dog's already going to be struggling if they see something that they want so try to make it simple Mm -hmm. don't go overboard you're not going to be like get your toy 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 right you're not going to be place 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 it's very calm and sometimes you have to let your guest know what's happening Mm -hmm. and that's okay as well so i hope this made sense today i think that's great and it has i mean i'm thinking a lot about it now well, good maybe you'll and come back and we'll have a little bit more talk about it next week <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you going to do to work on maybe we should video that one and put it on tiktok we probably should and so i'm i'll be in uh I'm taking isabella with me camping uh in two weeks yep in north carolina and yep. so that's going to be a good video opportunity because there's going to be a lot of uh, we'll be at my dad's house some. There's a lot of wildlife. Some good, And that's the thing. It's like A lot of land. If there's yeah. wildlife for me, 
if I have a dog who I know wants to chase things, I'm going to get me a 50-foot lead. I'm going to put, get, get my dog somewhere where I think there's wildlife. I'm going to get within about 45 feet of that tree where that wildlife can possibly be. And I'm going to just sit with my dog and chill. And then when my dog sees something, before they have a chance to do it on their own, I'm going to give them permission to do it. I'm going to capture it. And I'm going to put a command to it. That makes sense. Right. We've got to stop trying just to take away all the rewards. Instead, find a way to give your dog an opportunity for those rewards that they want in a safe way and in a controlled fashion. Is there a 50-foot lead? Yeah. I have never seen a 50-foot lead. Yeah, I can buy them. Let me buy you one. I need one. Yeah, you do. So I hope that really <laughs> does make sense. I, I think that we just, again, you have to, how to understand your dog because I can give you, hey, when you have guests come over, put them on place. Do this Put them in a stay. Yeah. Let your guests come in and then release them. I can tell you all that. But I'd rather you get to know your dog a little bit more mm-hmm. and figure out what your dog does well. And if you don't have a really good behavior, work on it separately and make it very, very rewarding. Then incorporate it. But let me say this. If you have a dog who goes crazy when someone rings the doorbell and you're trying to teach place and trying to to incorporate that Mm -hmm. teach place separate from any door right you got to teach place first then when you're ready to work on place with the door start in little steps of like putting your dog in place and then you going to the door putting your dog in place and going to open the front door and then going, putting your dog in place, opening the front door, and wow, there's a guest. Mm. Don't just let your guest come over and ring the doorbell. Yeah. We have to change the antecedent, which is what happens right before the behavior of the dog. We have to change that sometimes and work back up to ringing the doorbell in the place. Makes sense. I just want to throw that one out real quick. Makes sense. All right, good. Any, you got any lasting no, thoughts? Like, you're I, like, your brain's already. I know. I, I realize I need to journal. Journal is fantastic. Dog journal. I think it makes a huge difference. Um, you know, we, we've not been journaling as well but with Myers, but we have been talking about just his behavior. He's on medication now. He's much better with the medication, but we're still seeing mm-hmm. we're probably going to have to increase the meds. But also, we really have to stay away from beef oh, with yeah. him because he definitely was having major it's, issues it's a trigger. Uh, with beef. So the cat just jumped up on the table, which tells me that we need to wrap up because if he steps on my equipment... Stephen, I love him. He says he's ready for dinner. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make your list. Put it together. If you have anything, uh, if you just need a little bit more help, we do virtual sessions. So just reach out to us. Be sure you are following us on TikTok, Instagram. Um, We are trying to do more videos and stuff on TikTok. We do have a few more videos on YouTube. Gray's doing a great job with that. So be sure you guys are following us everywhere else. And it would do us so much good if you could please rate and review this episode or this podcast and please share it with your friends so that others can find us because we want to have as many dog speak geeks as we can in this whole world all right hope you guys have a great rest of the week